Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. For years, I just dreaded going to the dentist. But at Advanced Dentistry, I don't have to. First and foremost, they want you to feel comfortable when you walk in. Like, you'll feel it. Whereas in the past, I might have gone into the dentist and thinking, I might feel some pain at some point. But with IV sedation, it can be something that you don't dread. If you've been avoiding the dentist because of fear, worry, or just not wanting to be judged, you're not alone. Visit NoFearDentist.com to learn how IV sedation can change your life. Uh, welcome, everyone. Hope you had a good week. We are excited for this week's episode. Sonia, how you doing? How we doing? You know, overall, I'm doing okay. I'm doing good. Uh, right. I was reflecting. I was reflecting Ooh. back after talking to Cliff Blazinski, going down a trip down memory lane. Um, and I was thinking about, you know, the first game that I ever played. And I wanted to know your first game. I don't know if I've ever actually asked you that. The very first game I ever played was like on the Odyssey. Ooh. And it was like two space cowboys, basically, who would just shoot blart bloops at each other. Okay. Which is, by the way, if people don't know what the Odyssey was... It was made by Magnavox. Oh. Yeah, not a big maker of consoles these days. (laughs) They made TVs for a while. But it was basically, it looked like, do you know what a speak and spell is? Perfect. Score. Press go to do some more. Oh, yeah. Okay. A speak and spell is kind of like a children's toy that's a plastic front and then has like buttons that you can press that are like little dimples, okay, In, in the giant plastic thing. Imagine a word processor, so a gray, silvery word processory thing with like a keyboard, but not a real keyboard, like plastic dimples. I'm not selling this very well. And then these cartridges that would go in that had these giant like handles on the top of them. It was insane. You know what it was kind of like is a machine that you would see in Fallout, like a retro futuristic Machine. You have like the, what was it, the hollow tapes or the hollow yeah. decks or something like that kind of vibe? Okay. Looks very much <laughs> like, a, like a hollow tape insert kind of thing or like an alien isolation. Oh, now you have to take this giant cartridge and stick it in this thing and then a bad graphics come up. Um, so you're, you're really, you're really selling this, honestly. Yeah. I feel like I'm sold on the Odyssey. <laughs> so what about you? What were your first games? I, you know, thinking back to the first games, that I've ever played. Um, I don't know if I want to imagine myself in this video game, but it, <laughs> I'm picturing my my opa, uh, my grandpa's old DOS-based computer. It was hidden in his basement, and all the adults are doing the adult stuff upstairs, whatever, talking coffee, I don't know. And then I go downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> That's what adults talk about. What, eh, coffee <laughs> and death. I was That's summing it up, about. you know. That is kind of what adults talk about. It's Yeah, tell me I'm wrong. But I remember sneaking off downstairs and he had this old DOS-based computer. And I spent so much time trying to figure out the commands and like navigating it. And then finally, I figured it out to the point that I found a game directory. And I was like, this thing has games? 
And I was wow. way too young to be playing it. But the first video game I ever played ever was uh, Wolfenstein 3D on okay. DOS. <laughs> growing up quick. You're yeah, growing up quick. Growing up quick. Wolfenstein, uh, Jazz Jackrabbit, Duke Nukem. Oh, man. Commander Keen. Yeah. All those. Wolfenstein 3D is <laughs> not, uh, not a, kid's a, game. a mark of adulthood. That a is- mark of adulthood. <laughs> Yeah, I really threw myself into it pretty early, I guess. Basically, what you're saying is it's better than Blop Blorp Bloop, which is what I played on the Odyssey. (laughs) Anyway, we don't have any more time to waste because our guest today is a joy. He is literally a human ray of sunshine, which is why you shouldn't look at him directly without some kind of protection. Yes, he is an internationally renowned vocal artist, beatboxer, musician, comedian, and gamer. He's also the band leader for The Late Late Show with James Corden, and he starred in the IFC series Comedy Bang Bang. You know, look, he's a human cartoon, and uh, there's no one more fun pound for pound in the world than Reggie Watts. Let's get into it. Hello, Reggie. Hi, how are you? Reggie, you and I went on tour a million years ago and we shared a lot of very wild experiences. That was like 10 years ago, wasn't it? 10 years ago, yeah. And one of my favorite things about you on this tour was you would take naps. You were an amazing (laughs) napper. And this is a real story. I think we were like in Vegas or something. You're sleeping in the green room, dead asleep. And they come in, it's like, hey, Reggie. And they like nudge you. He's like, hey, it's time to go on. You're like, all right, I'm ready to go. You get up and then immediately kill it. I think that night you even did like this improv choral performance, like a gospel thing. And it was so full of energy. And I was like, this dude was a slave 20 seconds ago. <laughs> professional performer, professional napper. Professional napper. Do yep. you still do that at Corden? Yep. <laughs> seconds before you go on the air, you're asleep? You know, amazing. it's a weird coincidence, but the yesterday's show that we shot, I actually was late because I'd fallen asleep in my dressing room or whatever. Um, so, and that hasn't happened in a really long time. So that's a pretty amazing uh, coincidence. I love it. Full circle. For yeah, full, full circle. circle. A little less like pressure. It wasn't like a big audience waiting there. It's like, right. you know, it's just the crew and James, but you know, related. Uh, yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's funny. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I really love that. I really love like, or being like getting distracted into a really huge conversation until someone's like, uh, oh, you're, you're, you're supposed to be on stage now. We're like, <laughs> Mr. Watts, we're like, Mr. Watts. Yeah, we're like, Oh, okay. Anyways, I'll see you later. And then just immediately walk onto stage. And for me, that is the best way to get on stage. And you're just like, well, here's the reality shift. And now we're going this direction. Well, speaking of reality, I mean, you are hard in the virtual reality. You've been like such an early adopter of the technology. You've been doing all sorts of cool, crazy, awesome, uh, innovative stuff with it. But like, what was the what was the start for you for that? Like what sparked that interest, you know, in that kind of tech? I mean, it was like early movies in the 80s, you know. I mean, it kind of started with just being like, for instance, I think the, the movie that started that idea of, going into other realities with some form of technology uh, would have been Dreamscape. Uh, Yeah. uh, Super old school uh, 80s movie, but very cool because it was about this technology that allowed people to enter into people's dreams and and, uh, virtually uh, interact with them, but also affect them emotionally to the point at which you could kill them. So that idea, uh, except for the killing part, 
uh, was very, <laughs> was very very exciting to me. And also the books, the Narnia, you know, the Chronicles of Narnia. I think that's the name of it. Yeah. That whole idea. I remember a teacher reading us that story in grade school, and the the whole scene describing going through the closet, and then the, it getting colder, and and suddenly they were in snow, and then they were in this forest. And the, I always loved the idea of transitioning into another very magical reality while still being aware of the fact that you're doing so. And so, yeah. you know, like, like that vibe. And then when you start seeing things like in the late eighties, this VR kind of early VR stuff popping up this idea of like putting on virtual boy or whatever, just like putting on this thing and like, Whoa, I'm in another, and then flash forward to dactyl nightmare, which was temporarily available in some art arcades, you know, uh, in 1995 ish, 96, something like that. And then so on and so forth. And the promise of it and lawnmower man and the 13th floor and the matrix and all of these things. Uh, it really, I was like, man, someday if we get the technology to the point at which it's very, can, you can put on a piece of technology, it hijacks your senses and it's good enough to suspend your <laughs> disbelief and you feel like you actually are somewhere else, then that's what I want to be a part of. I, oh man, Dreamscape takes me back. I remember, speaking of one reality affecting another, I saw that when I was way too young, by the way. And yeah, it like yeah. affected my real life where I was like, oh, I would have dreams about it and stuff. That was, I, yeah. I remember that and it being crazy. One thing I think that's interesting about, you talk about the transition and, and the progression kind of a virtual reality. I really love the aesthetic of like the 80s. And I know, Sonia, you have a love of 90s aesthetic also. I almost love the idea of what people pictured virtual reality to be versus kind of what it looks like now. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, 100%. I, I was just having a conversation about this with a friend recently and, and just kind of realizing that technology, especially in the 90s, uh, technology was way more futuristic than what we have now. Yeah, now, totally. Now now we just have these like minimal, like just glass rectangles. And back then there were these purpose-built devices that just did one or two things and had buttons and dials and switches on them that weirdly, like if I show someone my Sony Ericsson P900 smartphone, I don't know, PDA phone, whatever thing, yeah, they would have been like, oh my gosh, what? What it like people would be like, oh, this is so cool. What? Oh, and there's like a there's a jog dial and you click down on it and you can scroll and you can also touch the screen. But then there's like a tiny keyboard like people <laughs> yeah. would love that. Like they really love it. But it's cheaper to just make glass rectangles. So um, it's it's interesting. Just the development of technology since since the late 80s to now, it's in a weird way, kind of a letdown. I don't get as excited about holding everyday common objects that are electronic uh, as much as I did back in, in the 90s. Yeah, you look at these like cool headsets and like the vision that was there, the vision that was there in the 80s. And like you're saying, everything was just kind of boiled down and condensed to this weird little rectangle. Yeah. And that's it. And that's what yeah. we got. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the same thing we've been looking at since the beginning of movies. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, like, yeah. like that's what we're going with. Um, which is fine. I get it. Economies of scale and all that stuff. But I will say headset wise, there've been huge, huge improvements because, you know, people don't tend to get as dizzy anymore. Um, and now we have new headsets coming out that like the Reverb G2, uh, HP Reverb G2 that has, uh, very, uh, I, I think people are reporting. I haven't seen it yet. I have it, but I haven't set it up cause I'm waiting for my computer, but it, the resolution apparently is 
like you can't really see the pixels anymore. That's so, crazy. Unreal. That's huge. That that's good. That's happening now. The other thing we need is 180. Yes. So you're still like kind of looking through a periscope. I'm looking forward to, to a 180 field of view because I feel like then I won't be able to blame myself for missing so many things in Beat Saber. You know, yes. I'm like, I was looking over here and I'm like, ah, when the walls that's come like, in yeah, in Beat totally. Saber, you know, those walls, I'm just like, yeah. like that's when I jump and I hit oh, yeah. my stove and I'm like, ah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can, you can hurt yourself very easily when you, when you don't feel free, truly free. I mean, that's crazy. The walls close in and you already don't have a great field of view. It's like, that's a double whammy. You're asking for trouble. <laughs> double, double whammy, dude. I know. You're talking about like technology and the aesthetics and those things. I mean, I've always loved old school music technology, like Moogs and like the the quarter inch having to pull a thing out and put it in another thing. Give me that VR headset where it looks just like crazy yeah. wires and stuff. I'm into that, man. Like, give me that retro future. Well, I think I think it's gonna happen. I think that that kind of stuff's gonna happen when it kind of when we have access to what I like to call decentralized manufacturing. Like when we have the ability to design things that we want to modify or whatever, and we can just upload or just, you know, send a file over to a manufacturer and they can just manufacture it to our, you know, our specifications. Um, may, maybe, I don't know. Or just glue a bunch of stuff on your headset. <laughs> We're doing this at home, a little DIY. Yeah. yeah totally. there you go. <laughs> glue gun and just put a little Yeah. <laughs> I'd be dazzled mine. It's yeah, oh my God. It's like, are you going to be able to resell it? No. no. But it's worth it. <laughs> What are some games that you love the aesthetic of in the game? Like for me, I love that Fallout kind of mm. fake future 50s, you know, oh, the yeah. robot with 19 arms. Hello, sir. Good to see you. You know, like that kind of stuff. Is yes. there an aesthetic that you love in a game? Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a great one. Um, there's actually, I'm looking for anything that's immersive. And, and, and weirdly, it's not like, it does become kind of a repetitive task game, but one of my favorite games for immersion, whether in VR or regular uh, 2D video gaming, uh, would be L.A. Noir. Ooh, yeah. L.A. Noir, the face or the the facial recognition, whatever they use to track people when they were talking, is so good. They capture every nuance, every micro expression that makes us feel connected to someone when they're explaining something and we're watching them. Like they nailed it, and it's better than any almost any video game uh, that i can name since then doesn't do it that well kind of ahead of its time it was yeah that's what's so crazy about it yeah if you just like youtube some clips of the the dialogue and you'll recognize some of the actors too because it looks like them um Mm -hmm. but but yeah that that's like a big deal for me i love because what i want to get to is i want to i want to be inside of a movie or i want to play a movie Yes. Um, and, and I wanted to feel, you know, so I notice things like when characters turn, if they're like, they're kind of walking, you know, how video game characters and when they turn, they'll just kind of be like, 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 jagged. Yeah. It's just like an immediate, like weird. And then like cars turn like kind of eh, 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 like this, <laughs> yeah. by, even in the by mo- degrees. Yeah. Yeah. By degrees, not even close, you know, to, uh, but so for me, I'm, pre- I'm, I'm paying attention to the, the non-player characters in the distance, the way they're walking, the way they're interacting with things, because to me, that's more immersive than the main character necessarily being fluid. Right. So I care about those little distant details because it means that you're being, you're probably being taken care of as a, an experiencer. Yeah. I mean, it just, it really does deepen the, the whole immersion of it.
life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Reggie, in games, do you make the character look like yourself or do you go completely different? What's your like style in terms of character creation? I always play women and I just think female avatars just look better than male avatars. It's kind of boring. <laughs> like if yeah, a guy, a guy is like, I mean, no offense guys, I think you're great too. But like, <laughs> it just, it just looks, it just looks better. It's just like better as a, as a person who moves and can like do things. You're yeah. just like, ah, oh, there's more power there. So I like that. And then I like, uh, you know, like in Borderlands 3, I chose the, I think, Gunner class, which is, they're just automatically those characters, so it doesn't matter. But she's she's a woman, and she's just, like, so Tank Girl. Like, <laughs> I had the biggest crush on Tank Girl. Oh, me too. Me too. And generally, they're of some kind of darker skin tone. Like, you know, like, future, in Cyberpunk, I like it because I'm like, well, in the future, we're all going to be a little darker. Like, we're all, every, everybody, you know, oh, there's going to be patches. I need- I can't Three continue patches. with this. I need. Uh, oh, I, yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. I, I'm but you clear. Know. It's like Conan. Yeah. Yeah. I need <laughs> well, to be done. It's, it's team Coco, man. By the way, I always, I always forget that, you know, in the UK, they call redhead people gingers for the people out there that may not know that. Maybe they do. They probably do. But uh, yeah. So my mother's a redhead. So I always forget that I'm half ginger. <laughs> Uh, I didn't know and, that. That's awesome. Yeah, so I, I like that. Like people who get made fun of for their like, you know, red hair and super light skin tone. And I burn as soon as I see a light bulb, like all of that stuff. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I guess I'm kind of related to that somehow. And that's kind of yeah. cool. I <laughs> feel you. But uh, but yeah, that's usually my thing. I usually go for a cool female character with like awesome haircut and uh, a little bit darker skin. That's usually, and that's in role-playing games too. Hell yeah, yeah. dude. Yes. I love it. I know we're all living our best lives uh, through video games and RPGs. I'm going small, fast girl. <laughs> I just kill people with my hands. That's what I do. I don't even use, oh, I'm just nice. like, yeah, I'm, I'm sneaky and just, hand, that's my You got style. the nails? You got like the big nails at yeah. least? There oh, you go. I'm gonna go oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Perfect. I love it. What do you, uh, Reggie, in, you've performed in VR obviously many times. And do you make yourself look like yourself when you're performing in VR? Is it like, well, now this is VR, Reggie? Well, weirdly in VR, I try to make it look like me. So it's either, you know, when I did shows for Alt Space, they made an avatar that looked like me. Yeah, even in when I did something for Sansar, they made an avatar that looked like me for that performance. And then any other time, it's been usually like using a, a depth sense camera. So like a, mm. a, a, a Microsoft Azure Connect. And uh, so it'll project a holographic sense depth map of me in the space in real time. So in general, to answer your question, it, it's I'd rather look like me and uh, <laughs> if it's me performing and addressing people, the whole like I'm a different creature. I would if I was playing a role as something, 
Mm. You know, then I would I would love to become something else and do a different voice for it. But generally in VR, if it's me presenting, performing or, or interacting, I'd rather it look like some version of me. That makes sense. So maybe for like fuck shit stack, you would just become a character just for that song and then yeah. change change back to Reggie for a different song. I mean, possibly. Yeah. Some version of myself yeah. still, but like. So something heightened. There we go. A touch of the gorillas, you know, that... Uh, yes, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. A, a little, little gorilla. Finish is great to me. The game I am just dying to play in VR is Mario Kart. Ooh. I never really played it that much. Um, I think 92, I moved into this really low rent area. My next door neighbors were weed dealers. And so we would freely come into each other's apartments, like friends or, you know, uh, or three's company or something like that. You know, just like, just walk in. I love you. You, it's like Jack Tripper and three's company. Like, hi, everyone. Open the door. I was like, I'm sorry. I didn't see that. Whoa, boy. You know, uh, (laughs) you live with a studio audience. They all applaud when you come in. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, hey guys, <laughs> or the Kramer effect. And so when that, when Super and I guess Super NES came out, um, everybody was playing it, and I was afraid of game pads, uh, game okay. controllers at the time because they added, you know, the complexity of like shoulder buttons. Yeah. And oh. so I would go over there, and I would just watch them play Mario Kart. I love, I like, oh. I loved watching. So I played it a little bit later on when I got over the fear, but not that much, yeah. but I love it. You're w- just waiting for Mario Kart and VR to really dive in, I feel like. I, that's that's where it is for me. I mean, for me, VR is, I'm more interested in time traveling and yes. uh, visiting. Like, I just want to like get into a car and have like a little simulator in my space or whatever. I can just sit down in a chair with a steering yeah. wheel and get into a car, drive through Night City, you know, just like drive mm-hmm. around, go to the outskirts of town or switch over to uh, uh, some other video game, uh, 76 or whatever, Fallout. So Borderlands. Borderlands. Yeah. Just like drive around and I, or uh, LA Noir, which is really beautiful oh. to drive through. Yeah. So, you know, and I eventually, I, all I really want is eventually all the simulations to connect together. Yes. And you can just go to whichever world you want to, but you could just like casually just peruse it, you know, just like cruise yeah. through it watch it or a Microsoft flight simulator. It's like beautiful scenery, like incredible mapping, incredibly detailed light physics, incredible. And I just want to just chill. I don't necessarily want to be constantly blowing something up or like meeting someone for some reason. Being a musician, do you, are you paying particular attention to the music? Is that for me, like Halo, like I always go, Oh, oh that's great. Halo Halo's the best. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then you get into a yeah, I feel it. I feel like I'm but, fighting but, the covenant right now. I would say the sound design and the music for the Division Two, which I play a lot, of, is pretty great. It's it's really supportive and sets the tone and you know you feel like whatever it's trying to indicate yeah to to a certain degree it brings up a point that sound design and music curation for video games is cheaper and more important than the visuals um i would say 
I, I mean, that's that's how I start because you know there've been re- there's been research that says like if people are watching a video and you flip which quality is like subpar, whether it's video or audio, people will always say that the thing with the the worst audio is the is the worst quality. Whoa! And, uh, because it bothers us because we want to hear clearly, you know, and the image doesn't matter if it doesn't if it doesn't consume us, you know. Um, and true. music is so good at immersing us. Uh, Reggie, we are almost out of time, but before we go, we'd like to end every podcast by asking our guests the game they like the most and the game that they hate the most or that has has frustrated them. Do you have a game that has just frustrated you and just made you insane in your brain? That anything come to mind, your worst game, just you personally, not overall, but just for you, mm-hmm. your worst video game. Mm. It's going back a ways, but it's the first thing that came to mind. I'm sure there's some newer games, but uh, Tempest. Tempest? Oh. What? What is Tempest? It's an early 80s video game, a video arcade game. It's flat. It's like a flat table and there's like a big dial and you're like rotate like around a bunch of like wireframe colored shapes. What? Okay. And, and, and you're supposed to like, and it's based off of the poster for it or the ads for it. It's like this kind of mutant creature that was kind of popular back then that they used for the main creature. Even though there's no, God. that creature does not exist. these video games barely could generate graphics that looked yeah. like things necessarily. However, uh, that was the game. And I used to see it and I tried it and I was like, no, nah, fuck this shit. Like, this, like, I, was just like, I was like, I can't. And there's going to be listeners who are like, actually, the game is strategically incredibly hard to use. The speed at which you have to make it. I was like, yeah, 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 I get it. But I just was like, no, I, I can't do it. But probably my favorite game that I'm playing yeah, I mean, I bounced between Borderlands 3 and The Division 2. Oh, yeah. The Division 2, what's great about it is that it really does hone in some nice tactical skills and button Ooh. coordination. Because mm-hmm. my go. whole thing is like, I want my character to look realistic and be fluid and like, you know, roll at the right time and take cover yeah. at the right time and reload at the right time and pop yeah. up out of cover just as someone else is ducking down. Like, I, it, it invokes that impulse to like really focus on it that's great short answer is probably borderlands 3 just because it's more cartoony and there's the violence is a little less literal and uh, stories and some really great voice acting and the yeah. humor the humor is so good in it too random guns and stuff yeah they, they did a really good job <laughs> which one do you think you've spent the most time in between the two Ooh. Ooh. god that's tough Maybe the division two, because I know there was a boss level in Borderlands three that I got stuck on and I just got frustrated. I was like, fuck this. And I just kind of didn't play it for a while. So yeah, so pro- probably the division two, but I do like, I love Borderlands. Borderlands two is a masterpiece. Um, Borderlands three has some troubles and some corniness, uh, like appealing direct, like just making some hard appeals to different demographics um, that are a little bit too obvious. A little thirsty. A little thirsty. But other than that, uh, yeah, I'd say probably the division two, but in a perfect world. Borderlands 3. There we go. Ooh, I love it. Maybe they'll, you know what? Maybe they'll come together again and have some kind of a baby that can then be in VR. Oh my God. You know what I'm saying? And it'd be, and then it's like the music is filthy and somehow you're in a a perfectly rendered plane. I think that's the perfect Reggie Watts game. All of it. All of it together. All comes together. All comes together. Perfect Venn diagram cross section. Love it. Well, Reggie Watts, thank you so much. This was a thrill. Well, yeah, I thanks, mean, man. I'm very much looking forward to your next VR performance. Oh, you're so sweet. I got to say, one of the things that struck me about Reggie is he is literally like a VR avatar in real life. Like the man is like a human cartoon character. It's awesome. I love him. 
He really is. He is an absolute joy and such an animated, incredible human being. Um, love chatting with him. Thank you so much to Reggie for joining us. And I'm looking forward to catching him in VR again. I really hope that I can catch yeah. him in another VR performance. He's Absolutely. incredible. So for info on any upcoming dates, check out ReggieWatts.com and make sure to follow him on Twitter at ReggieWatts. All right, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we are going to be joined by Conan O'Brien, Sonam Obsessian, and Matt Gorley to get their thoughts on Sega's brand new Fantasy Star Online 2, New Genesis. We'll be right back. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. We partnered with Sega to bring you this podcast segment. All right, so uh, Conan, this is very exciting. Uh, Sega has come to us, the fine folks at Sega have come to us, and they wanted to get you, uh, Sona and Gorley, your take on their new game, Fantasy Star Online 2 New Genesis. Wow. That's way, the tenet, I, first of all, the title is way too long. Do you know what I mean? Do you have to say all of that? Or what are the kids calling it? New Gen, New Gen 2? What, what do you? I mean, I, you could call it like PSO2 colon NGS, I guess, if you oh. wanted to. You always work, always good to work colon into your title. <laughs> Uh, Sonia, you're cool. What do people call this, do you think? Do they use that whole title? Yeah, I'd say so, especially uh, the colon part. Okay, so New Genesis, Fantasy, Star Online, <laughs> 2, right. colon, New Beginnings, The Resurrection. Mm-hmm. Is that something Perfect. like that? Yeah. 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 Okay, Nailed I think it. I just fixed the title. Yeah. So so here it is. So Fantasy Star Online 2 New Genesis. Jesus. It's an upcoming I know I'm so sorry. <laughs> so long. It's an it. upcoming it's an online action RPG game with a sci-fi anime setting. It's the latest in the Fantasy Star game series and the successor to Fantasy Star Online 2. Oh, why didn't you just say that? That's that's cool. I, I was gonna <laughs> gonna uh, yeah, I was gonna uh, stop you and ask what RPG is, but I won't because that would have uh, meant that you repeated the title, and then I'd have a long gray beard and have to shave it. So let's not get into that. Yeah. So the game actually is about so Fantasy Star Online Two New, Gen- New Genesis is set a thousand years after the events of Fantasy Star Online Two and the Battle of Oracle. Ah. Uh, and so uh, Fantasy Star Online Two New Genesis takes place on Halfa, a oh planet in God. which Arcs, who are the soldiers of the Oracle Colony Fleet in the Fantasy Star Online Two series, are locked in a battle for dominance oh. against the mysterious D O L L S dolls. I have to say, you had me at Fantasy Star Online 2 New Genesis colon. At any point, is there a frog that tries to dodge traffic? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Now that's a game. Okay, now here we go. 
Yeah, they have, they have weapons and they can use the photon arts, which are kind of using cosmic energies. They're focusing cosmic energies. We all to, know what photon uh, arts are. We're all using this. What's cool about this game is, you know, your avatar, everyone kind of can play together online. You guys can all play together and you can, you can really change your avatar. You can pick every little different aspect to make it look exactly how you want. Things like you could change your hair color, your eye size, the size of your hands, your thigh thickness. Yes, I want thick thighs. I want want needle thin thighs. I've (laughs) never had thick thighs and I want them. Tiny hands, thick thighs. (laughs) Yes, Uh, I want tiny hands and just just massive sausagey thighs. Thick, you know, sausage thighs and tiny hands. I'm just realizing that I had the original Sega Master System. I chose that over Nintendo, and they had a Fantasy Star game for that. It was the first one, I think. <gasps> Did you oh play God. it? I wow. don't remember if I played that, but I used to play my Sega all the time. Yeah. Wow. You didn't, did you have, uh, you had friends, right? No, no, not a one. Not a <laughs> yeah. one. Um, no, but it's interesting that, so you were, this is early on. What year are we talking about here? Uh, we'd have been late. Mid to late 80s, I think. I can't yeah. remember what year. Yeah, but I loved it. That's cool. So you were an original fan, and now you can return with this much better version of the game. Is this something that you would play, Matt? No, it scares the hell out of me. <laughs> it frightens you? Yeah, it just looks too complicated. You know what I mean? Oh, no. There's a lot happening. I think I'd be overwhelmed, too. But what about... now? Uh, all everyone in this game kind of has these robot suits. What about in real life if you guys could have a robot yeah, suit? Yeah. What would you want as part of uh, in your robot suit? What kind of thing? I would just would want, want a lot of snacks. Yeah. <laughs> I was different thinking compartments. that too, like a candy dispenser. Yes, I would want like, oh, this, you know, th- there's candy here. There's hard candies here. There's sort of uh, candies with a shell. Yeah. But like an M&M or a, a peanut M&M over here. There's like a Starburst over in this section. And then there's... um. Like a soda fountain, yeah, and a straw. <laughs> you would have just like a mechanized version of bib overalls. Yeah, exactly. With just lots of cool food. But it'd be bulletproof. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as a kid, I remembered I was drawing my fantasy room, and it always involved tons of snack dispensers oh, in my wow. fantasy room. <laughs> so yeah, you could just have it on you. Yeah. And this is when I should have been interested in girls, but it was still about the snacks. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Really, go. and maybe it is to this day, sadly. Gorley, what would you have in your mech suit? And would you have in your robot suit? Hmm, I guess, you know, I think loot, I would- Loot strings. I knew it. I knew it, you <laughs> son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. <laughs> a spare vintage dime novel for you to read ironically. <laughs> uh, I would just have uh, earmuffs so I wouldn't have to hear this abuse from my boss. <laughs> we would all die so fast. Yeah. On this planet? No. No, I think so, Sonia. I think uh, so. I, th- I think as a team. I think as a team, you guys would crush it. You would do okay. <laughs> right. We would oh. get crushed. Yeah. <laughs> we would kill each other. No yeah. three people work worse together doing anything. Uh, I know. Just talking to three of us, it doesn't go well. It often leads to whiplash and harsh feelings all around. We are rock, uh, scissors, paper personified. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One of the things that's very exciting about this game is it's cross-platform. So you can play, if you have PC and you have Xbox One, you guys can play with each other and you have to team up. So like on the battlefield, I know you said you're rock, paper, scissors, but if you guys were going to team up to fight a giant 
enemy, what would your strategy be? What's your battle strategy going in? Sacrifice Conan. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Instantly. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, Sona and Matt would pick me up <laughs> and throw me at the giant uh, robot. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then they would keep giving me new life so they could throw me into something else. Yep. They would keep reviving me just so they could throw me at other things. <laughs> He's got all the snacks. Yeah. yeah. So, so it'd just be like a pinata. Yeah, exactly. I would explode. <laughs> You're right. Sonia's right. I would explode and uh, Doritos and Starburst would fly everywhere and the robots would just be delightfully eating the orange broken pinata and uh, you guys would have plenty of time to leave and, and build a house and suddenly it would be Minecraft. I'm suddenly into this game. I'd like to play this. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That would totally be our strategy. I think it'd be good. I want, Blay, I want you to have an operation where we remove the jargon from you. Because when you start saying this is cross-platform, yeah, you can play with an RPG and a flip-flop and a chip-chop. I don't know if I'm coming or going, if it's north, south, east, or west. yeah. I was just about to say, you know, this game, as you guys probably have already guessed, has new multi-weapon systems and abilities where you can combine two types of weapons for smooth, smoother weapon switching. You know, wow. I mean. Oh, God. So wait, you can take one, you can take a, a spear and, and combine it with a machine gun and then it's a spear machine gun? Is that well, what you mean? Well, let's say you've just respawned in this role-playing game and you need to <laughs> swap out your phaser blaster with, let's say, a photon ionizer. It's just that simple. Uh -huh. See? It's that easy. And this is all, are you sure this is cross-platform though? Oh, I'm certain. Oh. Is it an RPG? Yeah, it sure is. Okay. All right, colon. Uh, all right. You know, uh, <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's good. I've actually, you know, I know a little more than you think I do because I watch my son play video games. Um, I creep in. He's got headphones on, so he can't see. And I, I'm, uh, but I can see him constantly upgrading his weapons all the time. And and he does have the patience to explain to me sometimes what he's doing. It's it's so it's cool. You can you're constantly upgrading. Well, that yeah. I mean, you could you know you can make your player better and better and better. I mean, the other thing I wanted to say is, and Conan, maybe you would like this, but. You can, uh, uh, you know, in, when you're choosing your character and all the different aspects, you can even change the glossiness of your skin. Oh, nice. Change oh. how glossy your skin is. They really is. went all out with the character creation. So is that yeah, like perspiration or? Yeah. Just or, is it, or is it someone who moisturizes? Yeah. <laughs> A bit of both. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, so it's like I can, you can choose how much moisturizer you used. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Can so, you get yeah. a tan? Like, can he be a tanned version of himself? Yeah. You could live out all your dreams. Whoa. Oh, yeah. What dreams? I just want to have some pigment. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a, I'm not asking for a lot here. I don't want to be Ricky Ricardo. I mean, I'd love to be, but I, it's not going to happen. But I'd like the freckles to merge at some point <laughs> and then have real skin tone. You just want a little, a little tan and a little bit of moisturizer. Yeah. Yes. That's fair. Um, That's fair. I have That's a question. Fair. Have they ever thought about making a game uh, called Zen? where you don't get any better, but you accept yourself for what you are. Oh. oh wow. Oh. You don't level up because you're already there. Oh. Whoa. That sounds real boring. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> and the numbers are in for Zen. Yeah. <laughs> the numbers are in for Zen and it has sold absolutely no. <laughs> fascinating. Not even one. All the demos have been returned. All the free demos. Is there a colon uh, between the Z and the E-N? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's Z-E colon N. Zen. <laughs> so to wrap up, what do you guys think? Would you play this together? What do you guys think about this game? I think we would. I think uh, I think it would be good for us, a good team building exercise because Matt, Sona, and I 
we need to get more in sync. We we work together. We a lot of people listen to us, and there's a lot of squabbling. There's a lot of butting of heads. A lot of people not listening to who's clearly the alpha male. Oh. I think what I we think should people do. People listen to me a lot. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yes. The wow. sound of one hand clapping. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I, I think it couldn't hurt us to play this game, maybe get together. Sona, you want to do it? You want to get, uh, we could all get together at your yeah. house and play this game. Yeah. What? Well, I mean, I think the point is you could all, we could all be at our own house. Oh, I forgot how computers work. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that so sad that I really, literally thought that I was going to get a little controller and drive over to your house. And that was the only way to play with you. I forgot, and I'm not even kidding, I forgot that everyone can be in their own home. I think I did too. I, I thought that we were all gonna play, you know, uh, some board game together, <laughs> like Trouble and or Hungry Hungry Hippos. And that we, I had to drive over to your house and Gorley's gonna drive over and we're gonna have dip and chips yeah. and then play together. I forgot the very essence of this technology. Yeah, I mean, you can come over, it's just. Mm. I don't wanna go over there. No. There we go. Well, so Fantasy Star uh, Online 2, New Genesis. Uh, it comes out on PC and Xbox One on June 9th. I think you guys would play it. Maybe this will We're gonna play you guys it. We're together. Gonna, and you know what? We are gonna get together and play it in the same room. Are we? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna rent us a, a nice hotel room. We're all gonna go there and we're gonna order up some uh, lobster. Okay, I'm and, cool uh, Yeah, and some champagne and we're gonna play together. Okay. It's fancy. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Sounds excessive, <laughs> but okay. And guess what? I'm gonna use uh, someone else's credit card. Oh. <laughs> I'm not paying for this. Well, that was a ride, and I cannot wait to watch Gorley and Sona sacrifice Conan, the uh, human pinata, uh, in Fantasy Star Online 2 New Genesis with extra colons. And that does it for this week. So if you have any questions at all, video game requests, you want us to prescribe you a video game, anything at all, write in at Good Game Nice Try on Twitter or use the hashtag GGNT, and we'll see your beautiful faces next time. Good Game, Nice Try is produced by Jed Samples and Nick Liao. Our executive producers are Joanna Solitaroff, Adam Sachs, and Jeff Ross. Engineering by Will Beckton with engineering and sound design by Chester Guazda. Music by John Danik. This has been a Team Coco production. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com.